Praise the Lord, it's the Apostle and Prophet Chris. We're around in that corner. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the anointing that destroys every yoke. And I thank you, I move from the word to faith, to the anointing, to the glory of God. We're talking about walking in the pathways of the supernatural. And I will continue to harp on this. For five years leading up to the last two years, for the last seven years, for five years I talked about the, the necessary preparation so that God could have access to your spirit, okay? Your spirit, soul, and body, because for you to operate in the supernatural, God has to have complete control over your, your, your spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit already has the dominion in it, and the Holy Spirit comes and gives you the power to overtake all that. He forgives all your iniquities and heal all your diseases. How about that? And... So that, and that's spiritual and natural, and 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 psychological iniquities, psychologically diseases. Okay, he causes body, spirit, and soul to be one man, and then he can start moving through that. Now we looked at John chapter three, verse thirty says. I decrease and he increases. He increases and I decrease. And when you prostrate yourself before the Lord. And you become his willing robot, if you will, or servant. You know, John chapter, uh, I think it was chapter two, verse 11 says when Jesus was working his first miracle. Let's go there. Let's go there. I I need to make sure I, I keep that. Chapter two. John chapter two. I think it's John chapter two, verse 11. Okay, verse 11. Uh, actually, we're going to pick it up in verse. Read, read, read verse 2 down. John 2 2. Hold on. John 2 2. John 2 2. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? My- do I look like I'm a wine store? <laughs> That's, what I That's what my mind when I read that. Do I look like I'm toting wine buckets with me? All right, listen, I'm here to be served like everybody else. Verse four, Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. His mother's. I ain't got nothing to do with that. That's his mama. Mama, I ain't got, I ain't got his, no time for all that. Go his ahead. mother said unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were. Okay, now that's, that is what's necessary for you to decrease and for him to increase. The two are simultaneous. The more you decrease, the more he'll increase. It's like having a cup. You have, you got, you have a, we have a little measuring cup at the house that I like to, I like to drink vinegar out of vinegar and water. And I mix it together, and it's good for your blood pressure and 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 fills you up before you eat and all that. But guess what? It only holds six, 16 ounces. A cup is how many? Eight ounces? Eight. It only holds 16. 
Guess what? If I got 16 ounces of water in there, I can't get no vinegar in the cup to, to drink for health purposes. It's full. So I got to get some of the water out so I can get some vinegar in. Okay. You got to get some of you out so you can get some of the God in. <laughs> and that's the way it works. See? You, you have to decrease so that he increases. And how do you do that? Whatever he said to you, do it. Okay, let's look at this miracle that he's working here. Go ahead. Read verse 5 again. Verse 5. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were, and there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus Birkins. Firkins. Firkins. Mm-hmm. What is that? You, you said it last week. I did. I need to look it up again, but I'm not. It's a big water pot. So held so many gallons. 50 gallons. I don't know. It's a big water pot. They had big water pots that they used to wash people's feet when they came in, wash their hands and all that. And it's a lot of water. And how many How many, How many? many water pots did he have? Just, uh, containing two or three firkins. How many pots, though? The, the firkins were? No, that's, that's the six water pots. Six, water. six water pots, two or three firkins each. So we're looking at mm, 100, 200 gallons of wine. I don't know. I'll have to figure that out right now. Right now, I'm at we at the end, and I don't want to spend too much time on that. But it's a lot of wine. He could have had a party, a, a block party, and everybody on the block for a square mile could have drank from it. Okay? Anyway, keep going. There's a point I want to make here. Verse 7, Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them. Oh, wait a minute now. He told them to do something. They did it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The man asked for, they had, they needed wine. He said, fill them up with water. He didn't say run to the market and go down there and, and, and the winemakers and all that. Uh-uh-uh. He said, fill them up with water. So it's contrary to what he, you know, if you're looking at this in the natural, it looked kind of stupid. What is he going to do with all this water? See, he, he, ain't no grapes in there. You ain't squeezing no grapes. Okay. Jesus said, and then fill the water pots with water, and they fill them up to the brim. All right, go ahead. Verse 8, and he said unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. So the minute, watch this, the miracle took place the minute they started doing what he said. He gave him another command. He said, now draw it out. You filled it up, and I draw it out. And when it came out, it was wine. <laughs> so he gave them two commandments. There. That's the first time I saw that. God is good. They filled them up, but then he says, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw now, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. So he gave them two things. And listen, you decreasing and him increasing. And you being the natural carnal body spirit, you, you can't be a carnal spirit because the spirit has been renewed if you're in Christ Jesus. But your soul and, and your body being carnal, you have to die. And I'm going to take you to a scripture of that. So that he can, you can f- continually follow his direction and do what he said to do. And the miracles will just happen as, as you go. They'll just happen. They'll, Deuteronomy uh, 18, 16, 26. What is, which, which one is that? All these things have come upon you. We'll, we'll get a chance to look at that right now. 
Okay. I've done a lot of shows together right now, and I'm, t- I'm glad this is the last one we're taping today. But it's been good. Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28 says all these things will come upon you if you listen to the voice of the Lord. And he they wrote that before you could get filled with the Holy Spirit. These people here were not filled with the Holy Spirit. They just did it and the miracles happened. So imagine what can happen for you as a spirit-filled, obedient Christian. Listen to the voice of the Lord just doing what he said to do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, go ahead. Verse 9. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said unto him, Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then which is worse, that which is worse, Okay, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. Verse 11, this beginning of miracles did Jesus and Canaan of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. Okay, so what happens is when you listen to God, you decrease. When you decrease totally and you do what he told you to do, you decrease and he increases. And as you continue to decrease, you make a habit of every situation to decrease and let him increase. Let the Holy Spirit and Father and and Jesus have his way in your life. Then guess what happens? The miracle power will manifest on you, in you, and through you to other people. And his glory will come. And his disciples believed on him. He had some running buddies. They went to him, went with him to the mirror, and now all of a sudden they disciples. They they he's 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 rabbi now. God will elevate you and give you the support system necessary to support the glorious life that he has now brought you into. Hallelujah. I claim that for my ministry, Lord. I'm tired of huffing and puffing. And seeing people be who they were, I need I needed in my life. I asked for it. I thank you for it. I believe I receive it. You say it here. Now let's go back to John chapter fourteen, where we was at. And we were in in verse twelve. We're gonna read on down. John fourteen twelve. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he do also. And he said, what, watch that. Now, he said, not only, he manifested the glory and the disciples began to follow him. But now as a disciple, he's saying the works that he did. If need be and at the will of the Holy Spirit, you need to turn water into wine. It's there. The power to do it is there. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me. Now, if you are in a situation and Jesus tell you to do something and you don't do it, do you? are you really believing on Jesus at that point? Nope. No. Because the second step in faith is you got the word, which he told him, fill up the pots. If they didn't believe that he was going to do something about the situation, would they have filled all the water pots up? Six big old 50 gallon jugs of water. You imagine how many men it took to move all that around. How much water had to be carried back and forth or pumped out of a well 
to fill all that up. Six 50 gallons or more water, water, water. They, they had the big, um, probably porcelain, big porcelain pots. Porcelain or clay. Or clay. Okay. Well, porcelain is, is, is made from clay, isn't it? I think so. But anyway, believe them. It says here, verily, verily, I send you, he that believeth on me, the works. So the miracle manifestation of God's glory will operate in your life. Things that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall he do. He didn't just say you'll do what I do. He said you're going to do some greater stuff. Oh, hallelujah. Because right now, this world is in need. It's, it's probably a billion times worse than it was when Jesus came on the scene. It's the same demons, principalities and powers, spiritual rulers of this world, which are men, princes in high places, which is territorial dominion of the devil. Why? Because he had he didn't have two thousand years to spoil mankind, boy. And he done. And if you look around at this country and you look around the world, he they doing a darn good job of messing it all up, Lord. And you said you weren't going to destroy it no more after after Noah. So what has to take place? There needs to be a revolution. Read verse twelve again for me. Verily, verily, I say unto you. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Okay. Greater works than these shall he do. Well, you know, I heard somebody preach this one time say, well, it'll be greater works because it'll be more Christians in the earth to do the greater works. That's true. But that's, that's, quali- that's quantity. Let's look at the quality of what Jesus did. He, listen, the governor spoke to the wine that he had made. The quality was greater. So whenever God does something, he's going to give you more quantity, but he also going to give you more quality. Hello. Did y'all see that? The governor said, listen, you know me say that cheap, cheap stuff from the end when I'm already about twisted. And, and now you serving the best wine for the last. What's up with that? That's how God work it. Working, Lord, we see you, we hear you, I believe I receive it, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go to the Father, because I'm going to pay that price on the cross for you to get it done. Now read verse uh, 13 for me. Verse 13, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. Wait, wait. He said, wait a minute, uh uh-uh, uh-uh, that's going to be a misprint. I think you I think your Bible app is messed up over there. What does it say again? Verse 13? And whatsoever ye and what, 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 what? And whatsoever? Whatsoever. Is that all encompassing? Whatsoever. Is that all encompassing? Yes. Say whatsoever. Whatsoever. That's that this is a powerful promise. This is this is your link to the supernatural. But you have to hunger and thirst for him. You got to want to do this. And that's why so many people fail. They get their little house, their little car, and little job, and dog running around. And that's all they want. And that's sad. Because he said, whatsoever things you ask in my name, that I will do. Mm-hmm. If you're part of God's kingdom, if you're operating, whatsoever things. And whatsoever you should ask in my name. That I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Ooh. 
that you may be glorified in the Son. Now, I'm looking up this word Son here. And you would, let's see, is he talking about Jesus? No. It says here, a son, using a wide variety of immediate, remote, or figurative kinship. This is not talking about Jesus Christ. This is talking about the man or the woman who believeth. That he may be glorified in you. I was reading and meditating this one day. The Lord said, look that, look that word son up. Because I was thinking, and like everybody else thinks, talking about, you know, Jesus is the Son of God. You believe that. And whatsoever things I do shall you do also, and even greater things shall you do. Because I go to the Father. Okay. That the that the, that he may be, what, what, what verse was that? It says here, if. Uh, 13. 13. And whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in you. I started putting my name in there. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask whatsoever and anything, oh my God, does it get any fatter than that? In quantity and quality. Whatsoever you ask in quantity and quality. He said he would do it. Hallelujah. Let's go to where... Uh, and I could keep reading down there. It just gets better and better. But I want to get one other scripture in here. We turn in that corner. Oh, my goodness. My goodness, the graciousness. Let's go to Galatians 2.20. And we're going to get your Bible. Don't sit there like a bump on the lump. Get your Bible. Let's go. So I said, you babbling a whole lot. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm getting it in. But guess what? I'm taking you to scripture. I ain't jumping up and down and putting on no show for you. Guess what? This is all about Jesus and him glorified in you. Now, we talked about you must decrease that he must increase. Read Galatians 2.20 for me. Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I live, which life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loveth me and gave himself for me. So you got to crucify yourself on a regular basis, on a situation, place, person, or thing basis. You have to decrease so that he can increase. You have to give him room to, to operate and do the works in you first and then through you. You have to hunger and thirst for righteousness. You have to. Because this is not an acquired, I mean, just as you get older naturally, that you just, you know, as, as human beings, as we get older naturally, we're supposed to be get stronger and more wise because we have experience and all that. This is not that. You have to get out the way so God can get in the way. So you can, he can use you to get you in the way of the truth and make you the truth the way in the life. So people will, so what? Disciples will believe in you. So people will believe, really believe, and start to move with you. And start to, read that again. You need to meditate that. Verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I live, 
life which I now live in, the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loveth me and gave himself for me. I die daily. I am crucified with Christ. So let's look at the crucifixion, suffering. Okay, before. He suffered for three and a half years dealing with mankind. I can I can imagine how many times he wanted to just take take God's rod and just bust them all in the head because they was always in his face persecuting. They was plotting to murder him and all that. I am crucified with Christ. So no matter the persecution or circumstances that come on you, you have to remember that you need to die so Christ can live in you. It says here, nevertheless, I live. Okay, you can live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. So you're going to have to learn how to take on the Christ-like life. You got to learn how to take it on. You got to live in a regenerative process of you decreasing and him increasing. See? And if you do, the signs, the miracles, and wonders will begin to happen. In you and for you, but then to you and through you to other people. And people will really believe. See, if, 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 if you see a mother with a small child going across the street, okay, and if the child break protocol and run and get hit by a car, okay, across the street from you, and I say that because our, our church is one block removed from a really busy corner, and the people be speeding. I had to cross that corner on foot to go uh, to one of the little stores right there. And I was, I was, my head was on a swivel because these people were running lights and everything, man. And you come out of the church and lay hands on that child. And the child that was all broke up and all scarred, God picked it up, picked him up off the ground through your hand. You touched him and said, I, he shall live and not die. And I asked God to restore his life right now. Well, one uh, one of the things that happens in that miracle is that he not only meet the need of the person, but the quality of that person's life is, is now better. Why? That testimony is going to cause that person to be a disciple of Christ. You can say to that mother, listen, you saw what I did with your child. Take me home and feed me. I'm hungry. And she'll stop by the store and make you a whale of a dinner. And I'm happy to be hungry right now. I wish somebody would make me. <laughs> You'd be able to ask anything of them. They would become your disciple. When they saw your number on the phone, no matter what time of day or night, they would answer. Why? Because the miracle quality and quantity of what you did for their family stepped their whole game up. Oh, hallelujah. That's good. You would step their whole game up. Step their whole game up. And how they think... And who I desire, who can turn a God down that would allow that to happen for them? You could take the wickedest person on the face of the earth, okay? And you could convert a whole generation plus the following generations with a miracle like that. But where is it in the body of Christ? That's, that's, I'm here to talk about it. I'm, I have it. And, and I've seen it operate through my life. And I'm asking God for it to move in financially spiritually through the manifestation of signs, miracles, and wonders in divine health and protection from premature death and wisdom. I'm operating, I'm, let me just say this, I have never operated in this place that I'm in now and I'm ascending because 
I'm praying every morning when I get up. The last four mornings, I heard somebody say that. In the last four mornings, I get up in the morning and say, Father, I submit my spirit, my soul, and my body to your will and to be at your command. And whatsoever you tell me to do, I will do it. I said that the last four days. And that's a powerful confession. Somebody said, well, what? you know darn well you can't do everything the Lord asks you to do. Well, I can try. And guess what? Unlike uh, playing baseball in the world system, and when you swing on strike three, you out. If I'm trying to do what God did, he's in 2 Corinthians 9, eight says, I'm able to make all grace abound towards you. That you having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. In other words, just keep swinging with the Lord, baby. Just keep decreasing and let him increase. Just keep going where he told you to go and, and doing what he told you to do and saying what he told you to see. And you're going to see signs, miracles, and wonders in your life. I decree that thing right now in the name of Jesus. I believe I receive it right now. Uh, go ahead and start the, the altar call. The altar call. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you turn with your Bibles to Romans 10, 9, and 10, that is your promise for uh, sal salvation. Um, it says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with your heart you believe and are justified, and with your mouth you confess and are saved. So if you repeat this prayer after me, and if you have any family members there, have them say it too. Um, Dear God, forgive me for my sins. I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus, come into my heart. Live inside of me. Be Lord over my life. Show me my purpose. Give me dreams and visions of why you created me. Fill me with your power overflowing with the Holy Spirit. And help her remember. Amen. Amen. We decided to try to do a whole month, month and a half at one time. And, and <laughs> she's looking at me and I'm looking at her. I turned the show over to her five minutes before it was over. Normally, I'm like 30, 10 seconds before it's over and I'm still talking. Mm -hmm. But anyway, go ahead. That's it. Shit. Okay. Fill me with your purpose. So listen, this is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. This is Evangelist Blanche with me, the greatest evangelist in the world. We're going to do some stuff this weekend to minister to kids, give away backpacks and food and stuff. This, but listen, you can visit us. You can write me at Ward International, P.O. Box 1365, Inglewood, California, 90308. Okay. You can send us an offering at G-A-M-N, Girl, Ar Gary Arnold, Mary Nancy, dot life, L-I-F-E, and go to the donation page and give us a donation there. You can mail a check to and make it to Ward International Ministries at Ward International, P.O. Box 1365, Inglewood, California. You can come and visit us at 9815 South Vermont Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90044. That's at the Do Right Christian Church, 
That's not the name of our is Ward International Ministries. I'm an apostle. And so we have a whole ministry operation, not just a church that we're working with. And we're preparing people to get souls and to do the right thing in the name of Jesus. So we thank you for it. You can go these pod, this this radio program is going to you can find them on Spotify, Pandora, Apple. Anchor.fm slash Voice of Dominion, Anchor FM, and any of the other major podcasts you just look for and search for, Apostle Chris Ward, Voice of Dominion, and we can go from there in Jesus' name, and you will find us. We love you. Come see us, 9815 South Vermont, every Saturday at 930. God bless. You are Lord. You are glory. It's real simple if you know it, sing along. Then a presence, you are sad You can't have it if you won't say it. I want you to say this. Every tear presence, they're all washed away. Presence washed away. And you are.